everyone. It's Hannah Nieves of the Asian House Podcast, and I am so excited to talk about our new product. Just talk about the direction of, you know, where we started, where we're going. And I know a lot of you really like to see the behind the scenes when I pulled, you know, our Instagram community. You know, a lot of people wanted to see the behind the scenes of what we were working on. And this is something that I always like to make sure that I incorporate into our content because I think it's really easy to gatekeep. And there's a lot of lessons I've learned along the way since starting. So if you're new here and listening to this and I have no idea what we do, I'll give you a quick little background here. But I started these companies a few years back and it was just a, you know, solo show here. This was just me. I had, you know, all this experience in corporate translated it into starting my own business. And fast forward to here we are now, we have a collection of companies that are centered around the the ethos of redefining the way that we live and work. So in previous episodes, if you go back, I talk about, you know, at one point we had an agency. We also had our coaching community, which is now HN House. And, you know, we were going the big agency model, but realized, you know what, that's really not the direction I want to take it in. So we've scaled that down. I do more consulting there. And now at this point, we have collapsed everything into HN House, which is the business advisory, the education, the masterminds for um, founders. I just want to talk a little bit about like why, first off, the why, the how, the lessons. So if you're listening to this and thinking, you know what? I am thinking even bigger than what I'm doing now. I hope this at least inspires you. And B, I hope at least helps you with maybe thinking about what are the things that you have to get in place to launch a tech startup because, y'all, it is not easy at all. Um, It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money, and has tested my patience also being seven and a half months pregnant too. So I just want to preface that as well. So I'm going to give you the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. So I want to start with the why behind why we actually even created this. So when I first started my business, like I said, it was more service-based in the sense of, you know, we were doing done-for-you services and it was great and and I love it. I love our clients. But I quickly realized that the mission of what we were creating was so, so big so, so big. And it was something that I couldn't even fathom the idea of how big it was. But over the last few years, it really has started to crystallize. And I'm sure for anyone listening to this right now, it can be really easy, you know, when you hear people say like, go back to your vision, right? And you're thinking about like, I actually don't even know what that vision exactly is, right? I just know the person I want to be. And that is how I pictured my vision, right? It was always lifestyle driven. Like, this is what I want to be known for. This is how people remember me. And when I look at people who really inspire me, you know, there are people like Richard Branson. There's people like, you know, Sarah Blakely, right? Kendra Scott. Those are probably one of my top three biggest sources of inspiration that I look up to personally. And I think about like what they're doing and, you know, they're experts talking about business, but they have built some of the most incredible products out there. And that is what I see. So, Going back here, I realized uh, this was about a year ago that things were starting to shift again in the business. And after I went through the miscarriage, which we did an episode on this, we talked about the miscarriage and going through grief. It was the starting point to literally everything. So this platform that we have created actually was started from 
going through that miscarriage because I realized that everything that I was working up towards was not going to matter because I didn't have the space. So it was the biggest wake-up call because that's when we started looking for the farm. That's when this platform started, and that's when I really started to make changes in the business to support me versus the other way around. I know for a lot of founders that might be listening to this, it is so easy to get caught in the hamster wheel of doing the same thing all the time. Or if you were like me, you know, I had this distinction that, you know, people were paying me for solely just an outcome or a deliverable. And it was so much bigger than that, that I had to really like, you know, take myself out of the equation here. So what I realized is, that, you know, as a seven-figure founder, there's not a lot of communities out there that help support specifically women and specifically at this level. And what I want to call out is there's a lot of incredible masterminds out there. We have masterminds ourselves, you know, for founders at that, you know, multiple six-figure level and up. But there was nothing out there that was not, say, for example, a fifty to $100,000 mastermind, which if you have a fifty to $100,000 mastermind, there's nothing wrong with that. I always see the value in, in any type of experience. But there was nothing out there that supported this one specific segment, which was me. And also support them outside of just business, right? There are so many incredible peer-to-peer networks out there that are available. Um, if you think of Chief, if you think of, you know, say Hampton, you know, like, the, but they all serve specific people, whether it's people in tech or it's like male dominated or it's, you know, women in corporate America, but no one was tapping into the specific segment of women um, who are at that seven figures in personal net worth and or business revenue um, every year. So, we created that. So we wanted to create a destination. Um, and we actually took a very different approach to this platform because I didn't want this to be something that was this openly flashy marketing or, um, you know, something that was just open to everyone in the sense of I wanted to really create the safety of this network in the sense of people could really like let their guard down. Because what I found is when you get to this level, it is really easy to, uh, you know, to not let your guard down or be vulnerable because, you know, usually we're the person that's holding space for other people. So it can be hard for us to let our guards down to let other people hold space for us. So that was the whole concept around it. I wanted a destination where we could think even bigger than just business growth. Like, you know, the the women coming into this network here it's not just about the business growth, right? Because we already have that success there, but it, it's deeper than that. It's right. It's how are we integrating our lifestyle into this? How are we, you know, incorporating philanthropy and charitable, you know, events and, and you know, um, charitable arms to our businesses so we can think a lot bigger than just, you know, making sales. It's more along the lines of how are we actually giving back to, you know, founders that are upcoming and, and in the startup phase. And that is the type of environment that I wanted to create, almost like a speakeasy, um, you know, environment there. So that was my vision. It came to me about a year ago. And I remember when I first started this process, it was it was so messy at the time. I was like, how do I put this together? How do I launch something like this? And we realized that we actually wanted to have um, a PR component to what we're doing because we found at this level, right, 
there's a lot of influence that these women have. And I wanted a way to take all of the hard work that I've been doing on the agency world and bring it to this community and this platform in a new innovative way. So we have built a proprietary PR um, AI integration into this platform, um, which I'm so excited about, where these founders are also going to be able to um, land media placements, podcasts, you know, interviews, speaking engagements from the platform itself where it's going to curate custom opportunities. And I'm so excited. So we really built a tech platform first with a community tied to it, which I, I'm just, this is the next iteration of what we're doing. Um, and I want to break it down for you guys in case you're thinking about this. So once we really got the concept down and we had the proof of concept, I had to think about, okay, what is this actually, what does a timeline actually look like? So the first thing that we did was we outlined who are the key players that we need to actually bring this to life? What does a timeline look like? And if you're anything like me, I'm a manifesting generator If into human design. I move really fast, really, really fast. I'll give you an example. This weekend, I had to make a change to something with our personal brand. And I redid both of our websites in 24 hours because I was like, I need to get it done today. But when you launch a tech startup, it is the complete opposite. So if you're thinking about launching any type of tech startup, I'm just forewarning you, it will probably take you about a year, if not longer, to really get it off the ground. And this is where I had to reset my expectations. So number one, get the right people in order for what you're looking to create and make sure that you have accurate timelines in place because this process took a collective four, four people, four full-time people um, including our team and then also the developers team to really bring this to life. And this is like, I'm talking guys like weekly meetings, weekly meetings, heavy work that we've had to do. Like I would have never been able to bring this to life if it weren't for my team at all, like hands down. So get the timeline in place, get the team in place. The second thing you want to really do is also get very clear on your A, proof of concept, how you are going to monetize whatever it is that you're creating. Um, and I say this also because I, you know, we're in the early stages here. You know, like I'm not coming at you sharing this insight from someone that's raised millions of dollars. We self-funded everything for this platform. So I'm sharing this with you in real time. And I share this with you so that you know, like you can actually do this. You don't need to come from a tech background. You don't need to have millions of dollars of cash stored away to be able to get something like this off the ground. And I hope that if you're listening to this and really wanting to, you know, take it up a notch or innovate in a different way, which I know we have a lot of clients interested in doing that, you can do it. So the second thing I, I want to make sure that you think about is, is the budget, you know, and that's another thing too. Building any type of tech is really fucking expensive. Um, and you can go so many different ways. I work with clients that have worked with, with traditional developers. Um, you know, we went the, the route of, you know, building on a platform like a no code code platform, um, with our own custom code on it. So we still needed a developer. Uh, There was no way in hell that I was going to be doing this myself. Um, and if anyone in here is thinking about launching any type of app, um, getting anything approved on the app store takes a long time and it's very, very expensive. So we are building this thing out in stages. So V1, we are ready to rock and we build it off of one platform. But when we get to the point 
of getting to the next stage, we'll get to V2. We're going to put more money behind it. So you can see it's like a multi-tiered process. So the second thing is get very clear on your budget. Do you have the cash to invest in something like this? Maybe you do. Um, maybe you don't. In previous episodes, I talk about you know how you can use your existing business as a vessel to invest in other businesses. But um, this might require that you have seed funding. And seed funding could look like getting you know, donations or investments from, you know, your family, your friends, your peers, right? And for some people, this can just be, you know, um, investments where they're getting a percentage back if you, uh, you know, eventually like to raise funds um, or something along those lines, or they have an equity stake in your business. So you can decide if that makes the most sense for you. Um, I didn't want to have multiple bosses, so I went the route of self-funding this myself with our own money. Um, and I'm happy to chat with anyone that's thinking about doing this, um, <laughs> what costs can look like because they will go up. So like I said, get number one, get the team around you, get the right people there. Number two, make sure you have that budget in place and you know exactly what you're going to be investing in. And also think of the things that could go wrong because they will go wrong. And what do I mean by that? Typically, or at least what I've seen in this process, is that time is usually where I say it goes wrong, but where you're going to see the most delays. Um, we Our timeline has now been extended out um, about, we're about a month behind, which is not that bad. Um, but I would much rather put out a really great product than try to rush a thing and get it out too quickly. So that's the other thing. And then the third thing I'd like you to think about if you're thinking about, you know, launching any type of tech startup is get very clear in your schedule. And this is going to be really real and vulnerable here for a second because I think, well, a lot of people don't talk about this, right? You know, when a lot of people launch tech platforms, if they have millions of dollars backing them, they have millions of dollars backing them. We did not have millions of dollars backing us. My The, the funding of this platform came from our existing businesses. But as a founder, you cannot expect to run at the same pace with the other businesses and also build this thing at the same time. And what do I mean by that, right? You're probably going to have to sacrifice revenue for a period of time to get this thing off the ground. And I know for me, that was the hardest thing that I had to do in this whole process, which was say no to things on my calendar, whether it's like signing on more intensives or more clients or more done for you clients. Um, we had to literally pause one of our group programs that we've been running for the last three and a half years. And I know a lot of people asking like, why did you, why did you pause enrollment? Because I know that my time is very limited and I have to go back to the long-term vision. And if it means I need to sacrifice this right now, in order for us to get there, I will do that. Because if you don't clear time in your schedule, if you don't clear time or and or you make space, you're never going to be able to get this thing off the ground and you're going to stay in the cycle of everything that you're doing. And I know for me, I had to have my team really push back on me. I told them, I said, please push back on me if you, if you find me reverting to my old ways, right? And my old ways, comfort ways was, okay, let's sign on X amount of clients for this service and the service, let's keep it moving. But I knew that for us to get this thing off the ground, I had to make space. And that was a really hard thing, uh, an identity shift, because usually that impacts your ego. And um, 
whether we like it or not, every single entrepreneur and founder probably has some struggle with their own ego in some capacity, whether it's in business or relationships. So I hate to break it to you, but when it comes to ego, um, you really have to get clear with what is holding you back. And I know at least for me, that was a really, really, really big one. And then the last one I'll say too, you know, number four here when it comes to building this thing is just making sure that you are in alignment every step of the way. And this is one thing that I've had to I've had to be checked multiple times during the process of building this from my team, from, you know, my advisor, my mentor, right? Because there's going to be seasons where it's going to get really stressful when you're building this and you're probably going to want to quit or think of why am I actually doing this again? And always going back to, okay, like what is the reason why? Like what, how is this playing into the bigger vision? And I'll give you an example. We hired a CMO on our team this year who was a godsend and, you know, came to me who's a past client and who has really helped us build this thing off, you know, from the ground up. She has a heavy product background, heavy tech background. And I told her, I said, you know, it's going to be easy for me to revert to my old ways. And I need you to also push back on me when you see me out of alignment or, you know, doing X, Y, Z when I should be focused on this. And it is really powerful as a founder to have you know, your community, your network, your mentors to be like that accountability that you need because it's so easy to get caught in your old ways. So I would say the biggest thing too is just making sure that you're always in alignment every single step of the way and every move that you're making in this process is of integrity to you and the brand. Um, I'll give you an example. Like more recently when we were going through the process, I, I felt like I was rushing the end of it because I'm so excited to get this thing out there. But I realized, you know what? I- I'm not going to put out a product that's not going to make sense for our brand. I'm not going to put out a product I'm not proud of. And even if that means that it takes us another month or two months to get this thing out there, I'm willing to make that, um, you know, a process in our timeline. So really, I just want to kind of like recap here. You need to get the right team. You need to make sure that you have the right budget in place. Um, build out the right schedule and make sure you're in alignment because you're going to get hiccups along the way and it's just inevitable. And you just have to be able to kind of um, navigate those things and just be okay with those things. But I am so excited to launch this baby into the world. And I think we're doing something so, you know, different in terms of community. And I think, you know, as an industry as a whole, I know at least for myself, I really wanted to create a product that really could solve someone's problem at this level because it really is an underserved market. So um, if you're wanting to, um, you know, learn more about the process here too, uh, we are going to be hosting an event on November 10th in New York City. Um, Like I mentioned before, this platform is not going to be on social media. It is not going to be a flashy launch. You will never see an ad for it on Instagram or Facebook. It is not that community. It's a referral invitation only. However, we are going to be unveiling the product um, and all the details of this um, at our event in New York City. So if you're around on November 10th from 4 to 8 p.m., I'll drop the link below. I'd love to see you and excited to just share this new journey with you as a tech founder. So I'll see you on the next episode.